0: Your Division Two, Champions, Grand Valley State.
1: It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Hi again, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Anchor Up podcast. It's all brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics, your health, our passion. My name is Jake Levy, joined as always by Tim Knott. Today is Thursday, April 29th. We are in the thick of the postseason hunt here in the spring semester of this 2020 2021 school year. Graduation this week. Finals are getting wrapped up so there is some feeling of finality on the academic side. Of course still a lot to be decided on the athletics competitions fields. So we'll talk about all of that and more here today but Tim it's graduation week and like I said feel a little bit of finality and Dick, there is kind of that sense of things kind of coming to a close here this year.
0: Well I have two daughters graduating this weekend. Uh, Alyssa is graduating with her master's. Emily with her undergraduate degree.
1: Congratulations to the and, Not- uh, girls.
0: And hey we would be re- Miss if we didn't talk about the students in our office. We have two senior students who have been unbelievable uh, students for us. Uh, Trey Showman, and Andrew Christian have uh, been with us for four years, have done unbelievable work for us. I mean, I can't speak enough to what they have provided to our office in terms of entertainment value. Well, yes. Okay, the work they have done and the responsibilities that we have bestowed upon them and that they have fulfilled is second to none and I would challenge any Department on campus to have two students who have had more on their shoulders than these two in terms of what we trust them with and what they've entrusted us with in terms of over the years. We sent them to Florida with softball and baseball on the spring trips to stat those games, and they did unbelievable jobs. And just all the events on our, you know, over time that they have worked for us. Every football the-
1: game they've been involved in stats for, basically every home event, either Trey Showman or Andrew Christian has been alongside at that event to help do statistics, help run everything that we do. And without their hard work, their dedication, they come into the office and help us fix things. They help us track things down. And and quite honestly, they do do some of the stuff that uh, no one else really wants to do. They go digging through the archive room and they come up with all those old stats that we need. And they're the reason why we're able to uh, come up with some of the fun things that we come up with. So, yeah, they've been great in this office. It's going to be weird. They've been here longer than I have. Yes, they have. They yes. started in September of 2017. I didn't start until late September, early October. So uh, next year will be the first time that I come into the office without the entertainment of Trey Showman and Andrew Christian, and I'm certainly going to miss those guys. They've been fantastic. Our grad assistants have been outstanding these last two years as well. Big shout-out to uh, both Mitch, Abby, and then, of course, Maria over in the digital side—they've done fantastic work as well. And you know, just like we, what you kind of talked about with uh, Andrew and Trey, you know, the the responsibilities that we put on our grad assistants, which is unlike anything else. Uh, you know, they they have their own sport responsibilities. They are basically full-time sports information directors. Yeah, we don't function without them. And they, they take their sports, they run with them, and they work directly with their coaches. They work with <sighs> the athletes. They they have the same responsibilities for their sports that we have with our sports, and they've done an outstanding job picking up right where, you know, before them, Kyle and Robert left off. And it's been fun to watch those two grow into the role and grow some comfort and get that those responsibilities all nailed down here these last two years. And now they're on to bigger and better, we hope. and. Uh yeah, you know, they've done a great job so yeah happy for all of them for their graduations of course Mitch, Abby, Maria graduating with their master's degrees Andrew and Trey getting those undergrad degrees and all of them have very bright futures with all the great work and the great people that they've been in our office the last few years so definitely a, a nice way to start out with that I like how you casually mentioned your daughters by the way and then go on and on about the students in our office
0: <laughs> yeah no, yeah. they're graduating and that was a lead-in to Trey and Andrew and uh, Trey and Andrew led the sports information football team to the championship game. That's right, flag uh, football. And flag fo- football lost a heartbreaker, 44-43. Mm. Um, Trey was a quarterback, Andrew, wide receiver, and they ac- you know accounted for virtually every touchdown between those two. So great job by them, making the sports information office proud. They couldn't the bring athletic. home the trophy, but couldn't that's bring right. home, but, you know, at the end of the day, Trey finished his intramural career with a winning record, and that's all he cared
1: about. That's right. But be above five hundred, man. He was striving yep. for mediocrity, and he hit it right on the nose. Well, some teams that strive for much more. The Grand Valley State Athletics programs, they've been doing a great job as always. So Let's give you a weekly recap of what's going on across Laker Athletics. That's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Confidence comes with every card here for you now. More than ever, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. We start with the team that clinched a GLIAC regular season championship this past week. The women's lacrosse team after a tough loss on the road against Roberts Wesleyan, a nationally ranked team all the way in Rochester, New York. Long day of travel after just getting back from going to the UP to face Northern Michigan. They had a first-half lead but couldn't quite hold it as uh, they – Roberts Wesleyan responded for the win, so the Lakers suffered their second loss of the year, but bounced back in a resounding way the very next day, going down to Ashland, Ohio, getting a 15-point win over the Eagles. They did the same thing on Sunday over Ashland, that meant that they, undefeated in the league, went to the one-loss Davenport on Tuesday with a Gleak championship on the line. The Lakers pulled out a 20-15 victory over Davenport on the road, giving the Lakers the outright regular season Gleak championship for the first time in a couple of years so congratulations to the Lakers on that victory they'll be the one seed in the Gleak women's lacrosse tournament that'll come to Allendale next weekend
0: well they're still vying for an NCAA regional bid Uh, they're under consideration there's really four teams under consideration for three spots and the Lakers still in the mix and so you know again they're the Gleak is is very dominated by Grand Valley State and Davenport and and so the Lakers need to take care of uh work in the semifinals, and then play Davenport again, which with their record will help us um, in terms of our overall opponent winning percentage and, and will boost our RPI uh, by beating them again in the GLIAC championship match. And again, there is no automatic qualifying berth right. in, in lacrosse, and so you don't get that benefit of winning your conference tournament and getting that, that automatic berth. So again, it's a regional committee. There are four teams, Indianapolis, Lindenwood, uh, Colorado Mesa, and Grand Valley, vying for three spots.
1: Meanwhile, softball is right in the mix for the NCAA regionals as well. They're trying to clinch a GLIAC championship of their own this weekend. They have a five-game lead in the loss column on Northwood with six games left to play. So if my magic math is right, I think the magic number is one. But with all the cancellations and everything, who knows? So uh, I, I reached out to the league office earlier this week to try to get some clarification on when exactly the Lakers could clinch a GLIAC championship, but if they keep taking care of business by the end of this week, you would say that they're pretty much locked in to a GLIAC championship if they can get done. They did so on the road this past weekend going 5-1, and one. started with a tough trip to a rainy, cold Saginaw Valley Back and forth game one, the Lakers won an eight to seven in eight innings. Then turn around, and got a beaut of a game from Samantha Garrels in the nightcap to win it three to nothing. They went on the road then to Wayne State for an 11 a.m. doubleheader. The Lakers left that morning, so basically we still had their PJs on, rolled out of bed right into the bus and went to Wayne State. They got a win in game one behind Tana Biadas, who's been unbelievable this year, and then suffered a tough three to two loss after that. Sammy Garrels one bad pitch. In the first inning, Wayne State hammered it for a two-run home run. She only gave up one run the rest of the way. The bats just couldn't pick her up in Game 2 at Wayne State. The Lakers lost 3-2. to two. They then went on the road to Ashland. Hannah Beattis again threw a one-hit shutout in the Game 1, and then the Lakers bounced back with a seven-run fourth inning to spark a mercy rule win in game two. So two very different ways to win those two games, but the Lakers will take the sweep any way they can get it And this vaunted offense. Good to see it get back to its old ways of putting up those crooked numbers and a few innings throughout the past week. So the Lakers go 5-1 and one on the road. That wraps up the road portion of their regular season schedule. They'll be home for the final six games they try to clinch a regular season title for the third straight year.
0: Well, you're releasing that pitching staff, obviously Hannah's leading the way and she's doing yeoman's work as that number one starter and then you know the Lakers are really pitching by committee in that second game you know who is ever hot which is a great benefit to have because absolutely if somebody's not hot in that first you know two two or three innings if they don't have their control they're giving them some hits boom you, you go to the bullpen which is a benefit that, that's what softball's turned into kind of a baseball mentality over the years it used to be hey you rode Jen Maxson and, uh, and uh, Allison Lepofsky and you, you rode them as far as you're gonna take them now you're seeing more of that number one starter And then you're also, you know, filling it in with some bullpen action, some uh, pitchers
1: coming in off the bench and uh, kind of getting it done. Well, having four viable pitchers is also important because, remember, Tim, you play everybody in the league four times in the regular season, and then you're bound to see at least a few of them in the GLIAC tournament. So the idea being that you have some different arms you can throw at these teams, so they haven't seen – Hannah Beatis, Ashley Playtech four times now, so they know what to expect come GLIAC tournament. You can mix it up. You can say, hey, okay, so Hannah threw game one in both games. Sammy threw really well in game two. Ashley threw really well in game two the other day. Maybe we mix it up and throw Genesis, Agard, Adam in the GLIAC tournament because they haven't seen her yet. So there's just some different options you can do having to play the same teams so many times throughout the regular season. It just changes up the way that you can do that and still mix and match. And it's a nice luxury for Dana Callahan Jen Rivera, Maxon to have right now in that coaching staff and working with that pitching staff, but the Lakers, uh, yeah, another five in one week. They continue to roll in first place in the G and like I said, if they can take care of business, at least split this weekend. That should be enough to clinch a GLIAC regular season championship. We'll talk about that when we preview the upcoming schedule a bit later on in the show. A team that is in the GLIAC tournament already, the fall sports playing in the spring. Women's soccer, the four seed in the GLIAC tournament. They went 3-1-1 in the regular season as the four seed earned the right to host Michigan Tech in the GLIAC quarterfinals on Tuesday. And that Laker offense got right back where it left off before their COVID pause. They scored six goals and a 6-3 win over Michigan Tech to give you a little bit of context here with our Coors Light Stat of the Week, Tim. GVSU soccer, after the six goals they scored on Tuesday, have scored 32 goals in six matches this year. The next highest goal total by a team in the GLIAC is 23. Northern Michigan's done that, but they've played three more matches than the Lakers have. So Grand Valley, despite playing by far the fewest matches of anybody in the league, has almost a 10-goal lead on the next highest team. So an incredible performance on the offensive end by them. And, you know, obviously they've had to play some players in different positions. They really haven't been able to train. They don't have enough healthy players to even do simulated 11-on-11 in training. So really the only time they get to see what a full 11-on-11 looks like is in real game situations. They've only played two of those in the last calendar month. So a lot of adversity for the defending national champions, and they were nice to see them able to pull off a win on Tuesday in the quarterfinal, advanced to the final site, and they got a big one that we'll preview here in a little bit coming up against Ferris State.
0: Well, they can, you know, obviously they're just getting getting back into the mix of things and just trying to get their conditioning, trying to get some repetitions up, you know, and and know who you're playing next to because they really haven't had that. They don't know who's on the right, who's on the left. Well, it's who, always changing. You know, I mean, it's exactly. So <laughs> just trying to get some, some you know, a f- familiar faces out there to where you can actually, you know, have an assemblance of an offense and defense and, uh, and
1: you know, I kind of,
0: Coach Osler, we'll have them ready to
1: go on Friday. Certainly no uh, extra energy needed when you go up to face the Ferris State Bulldogs in a GLIAC tournament game. Speaking of GLIAC tournaments, men's and women's tennis reached the GLIAC championship match on both sides. They fell to Ferris State in two really hard-fought matches. I mean, you want to talk about as close as it could be on both sides. You really feel like uh, Coach Shaw had her team playing really good tennis on the men's side, especially as the year progressed. The women who were coming off, a trip to the NCAAs. You knew they were going to be one of the favorites in the league. They got better as the year went on as well, but really hats off for a tremendous year that they were able to put together. And like I mentioned, it was it was razor thin between who won those GLIAC championships. The Lakers just didn't get the bounces.
0: Literally came down to a break of serve right.
1: in terms of one match. And uh,
0: um, just based on, on, the, on the matchups, it really came down to a three-set affair. And uh, the Lakers, it, 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 the points were so important in terms of Every, every game, I mean, you know, uh, you break a serve. Well, that's a huge difference in terms of winning that, that set or losing that set. Six, you know, you're either going to win a 6-4 or lose a 6-4. Right. And uh, the Lakers just, just couldn't quite get over the hump. But an outstanding year, 14-5, and, um, and they're under consideration for the NCAA tournament berth. Uh, again, like be, be, because they have cut down the number of teams which are advancing to NCAA play, There's again, there's four teams battling for three spots in the women's regional. So the Lakers are, are currently in that number four spot. Depending on what happens in the uh, GLVC tournament, um, you know you're either going to have uh, a automatic berth, knock them out from the G, from the GMAC probably because they're not in the regional rankings as of yet. But they will have a champion. So Lakers are just trying to trying to find a way in and uh, to see if they can make it some news there. Uh, they had four all conference performers: uh, Maria Liko, Vera Griva, uh, Taylor Barrett and Liv Hanover all collected um, postseason honors. Uh, Vera Griva and Taylor Barrett were first team. Uh, Mary G was uh, a second team per- performer. Liv Hanover was honorable mention. So outstanding outstanding season for them. All those individuals coming back with the exception of, uh, of Liv Hanover. And so you're looking at big things down the road from the women's tennis team.
1: Absolutely. A lot of promise on the tennis court. And speaking of postseason honors on the golf side, we broke down those GLIAC championships last week. This week, the GLIAC honors were announced on the men's and women's side. The Lakers sweeping the Coach of the Year honors, but Tim, go ahead and take away what came down on both sides. In
0: men's tennis, uh, Gary Bissell was named Coach of the Year for the fourth time in his career, and the Lakers landed the freshman of the year in Drew Coble, and also on the first team. Lakers had three first-team performers, Drew Coble, Nick Kruger, and Charles DeLong, and Eric Nunn was a second-team performer, performer and they will head into postseason play this weekend and so there'll be re- regional action down in Kansas City, Missouri. On the women's side, Katie Shipman for the fourth time in her career was named player of the year. Uh, first time it's ever been done. In fact, no one's ever done it more than twice. So Katie, a four-time performer as player of the year. Uh, uh, just an outstanding career uh, by her. Rebecca Mayhew, Mayhew was the uh, coach of the year and we had uh, six first-team honorees actually, and you only count five scores, so obviously uh, the Lakers uh, were very well represented. Um, Katie Shipman, Megan Myron was the freshman of the year. She was, those two were first-team honorees, and then you had uh, Maria Solpos and Arna Christendotter. I'm gonna get that right. Uh, were second-team performers along with Julia Sanchez and Abby Pierce was honorable mention. So Lakers well-represented on the golf front for the men and women, and the Laker women will also tee it up in regional action, and that will be in
1: Carmel, Indiana. So there's a look at those recaps and everything that happened in the week. Baseball went 2-2 two and two on the road at Parkside, and you know just to see them get back on the field, it's been such a long time for them. They're, they've kind of been going through – the same thing that soccer has been going through with different people, able to practice at different times, very different uh, numbers and everything like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, baseball, you just need to get back on the field. It's, right. tough to win. it's tough to play when you're, when you're not in the daily grind of baseball. It's hard to play baseball. You need to see pitches. You need to get out there and play every day. It's an everyday game and to feel comfortable and knowing you were in the baseball game in terms of, you know, your announcing career. You know those guys want to play every day. They Mm -hmm. want to get in there. They want to see pitches, and they want to get into a rhythm offensively, you know, in in the batter's box. Pitchers need to be in a rhythm for pitching to consistently, you know, throw strikes. And so just them getting back out there, I know they're excited about it. Um, They did not, you know, they weren't even close to having their lineup out there. I mean, you were missing your, your number two, three, and four performers offensively uh, f- for them um, in terms of Christian Faust, Ryan Blake-Jones, and Cade Stanton, Carter Smith, and al- another outstanding weekend for the Lakers. But he was your only consistent performer who's really been out there the entire year. You know, Parker Murdy, a shortstop, is back out there. But when you're missing your first baseman, you're starting second baseman, and you're starting third baseman who are offensively are hitting at a clip between those three about 390 um, it's tough to score runs, and that's what you need to do in Division Two baseball. It's about scoring runs. And so I, I know that they are going to get a couple of those bodies back this weekend at Davenport, and, and they need them, you know, honestly, to be able to keep up in Division Two baseball with the offensive game.
1: That is for sure, and I believe we have to go through the postseason awards actually for GLIAC men's tennis as well. You talked about the women; don't want to leave the men out because they had an outstanding season they, as well.
0: They did. They their their season has ended. They lost in the GLIAC championship match to Fair State, and it was another tough match. Again, their regular season matchup came down to a few points here or there, uh, losing six one. But they lost four to two in the in the championship match, and again that came down to a game or two and in a point or two, which changes the entire complexion of a tennis match. Uh, Martin Madoff was first team All League. Uh, for the Lakers. Uh, And then on the second team was Freddie Casio and Sean Miller and Thomas Oliveira was an honorable mention performer. So they finished uh, nine and 10 on the year. But again, they were seven and three in their last 10 matches in league play. And so, you know, really started, you know, it was a tough start for them. They played some outstanding teams, Western Michigan, Wingate, and uh, they took some lumps early in the year, but really turned it around the second half of the year. 7-3 7-3 to, to end the year and uh, made it to the final of the Gleak tournament.
1: And I think it was really cool to see the way that they all kind of bought in and they really grew together as a team under Coach Shaw, which really this is their first full year coaching that men's team right. because of COVID last year. To see the way they all kind of came together and things really took a great turn for the better, as you mentioned, after a really tough preseason or non-conference schedule, once they hit the GLIAC, they really started to hit their stride, so to speak, and it was great to see them play better and better throughout the year. And then, as we said, Came up just shy against Ferris Day twice in the last two weeks of the regular season and then the GLIAC tournament, but nonetheless still putting out really good performances. So that wraps up our weekly recap. All of that brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan here for you now more than ever confidence comes with every card the Anchor Up podcast is also brought to you by NovaCare discover the power of physical therapy with the official physical therapy provider of GVSU athletics it's brought to you by PNC Bank the official bank of GVSU athletics PNC Bank for the achiever in you brought to you by Earhart Construction right from the start by Homewood Suites Grand Rapids enjoy all the comforts of home at the only extended stay hotel in downtown Grand Rapids the Anchor Up podcast also brought to you in part by Uccello's where great food and sports come together by DTE Energy. Know your own power. Mervine Beverage reminding you to drink responsibly and also brought to you in part by Fox Motors. All right, time to look ahead now to what is coming this weekend and not just in the GLIAC and GVSU realm, but obviously the NFL draft is going to consume a lot of headlines this here coming week. But the Lakers have a busy week of their own, and it starts tomorrow. A lot of action Going on, Tim. We got baseball on the road, softball's at home for a doubleheader, soccer's at Ferris State for the semifinal, and of course, outdoor track and field is home this weekend. So, I'll do Dealers' choice. Where do you want to start? Well, I think we need
0: to start with soccer up in Big Rapids. I, I,
1: that's a that's a very good one to start with. You know, you know, you look at what's happened this year. The Lakers, because of COVID, had three regular season games canceled, including sorry, four regular season games yeah. canceled, three in a row, and then they were supposed to play Ferris. That game got canceled at the end of the regular season. So Ferris State wound up going 7-0-1 in the regular season. The Lakers went 3-1-1, playing just one game in the entire month of April in the regular season. Coming off a three-week COVID pause, they fell 2-1 to Ashland. We talked about that controversial non-handball call. That probably could have led the Lakers to a penalty kick late that would have tied it. But nonetheless, you are what you are, and the Lakers were the four-seed in the GLIAC tournament. So now they go up to face Ferris State, and that is a team that is confident They are veteran and they're going to be at home. So it's going to be really interesting to see what that environment's like. Number one, we know that Ferris, they always travel really well down here, but I've been up there for a couple of soccer matches in big rapids. And I know COVID might force a little bit of a thinner crowd, but they get rowdy up there.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some individuals sneaking in the gates there. I'm not sure they're going to be adhering to the, uh, 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 rules in terms of, of, uh, number of spectators. We'll see what happens up there, but, uh, uh, again, you know what? I mean, this is all learning experience for the Lakers soccer team. Um, individuals are playing out of position. This is only going to benefit them in terms of next year. Now, whenever you play a game, you want to win. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the Lakers have been shorthanded. They want to win this conference tournament just to prove they're still the Gliac champions. I mean, they're the defending national champions yep. regardless. It doesn't matter because yep. there's no NCAA terms this year. Correct. So, again, there was no fall season. Lakers next year will be the defending NCAA champions. <laughs> And uh, so they're going to want to win this game, obviously. It's going to be a tough at- atmosphere. F- Ferris State's going to be fired up. Um, it's funny when you think about Grand Valley State being a number four seed. It takes me back to the days when Brian Kelly was here and we were uh, just trying to drum up uh, um, you know, information to keep our guys motivated because they were playing north with the upcoming week and really didn't have any, you know, uh, uh, there was really nothing there to, to, get, to get them fired up. You have to make up quotes, and you have to do different things to kind of get them. board material. Exactly. You know, I mean, and so uh, Fair State has Grand Valley's attention. Um, uh, Again, Gliac regular season champion, so that's all you need to say. Uh, The Lakers need to go up there as a fourth seed and take down the number one seed.
1: That would be the goal as they go on the road as an underdog, and I'm really interested to see how this team comes out and performs in an underdog role because since I've been here, really there's only maybe one game that they've gone into that they weren't expected to win, it feels like. I mean, you go back to that Elite Eight game on the road at Central Missouri when they wound up having that undefeated national championship season. And even then, the Lakers had beaten the Jennies four straight years. Mm-hmm. You go in there as probably technically the underdog, but you're the one seed in the Midwest. They're the one seed in the Central, which is a great game. The Lakers had a couple of really good chances early. Central Michigan wound up winning it 3-1. to one, But uh, this is the first time, really, the Lakers have gone in to a, especially against a GLIAC opponent in my time here as the underdogs. It'll be really interesting to see how this team responds, how they show up mentally and physically. And you know they've they've asked some players who have not had a chance to train as much as they'd like to, to play a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. play in a lot of different roles. And you know like you said, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day when people look back at the record book and see who won the GLIAC championship. That's all they'll see. So uh, there's a lot on the line, obviously, this week. The Lakers have a ton of pride, as you'd imagine they should. And like you said, they are the defending national Champion, so uh, they're they're gonna try to play like it so it'll be very interesting to see what happens we'll have all that coverage for you follow at GBSU soccer on social media for all the updates as they happen I'll be up there in Big Rapids covering that and then booking it down 131 to get back to Allendale because here at home the Lakers softball team hosting a doubleheader against Purdue Northwest, their first two of six home matches over the next week to close out the regular season. Purdue Northwest, a team that gave the Lakers a run for their money when the Lakers played the pride at their place. Grand Valley needed two comeback wins, so certainly not a cakewalk when Purdue Northwest comes to town. They're a team that actually hits a ton of homers. They don't don't have a very high batting average, but when they make contact, the ball can fly. and we've, We've seen that wind this year do some different things at the GVSU softball field. Sometimes it's blowing straight out to left field, and if that that's the case. It could be a very fun day to be a hitter uh tomorrow in, in Allendale.
0: Well, and, you know, Purdue Northwest has a win and a pseudo-win over Indianapolis, who's ranked number one in the region. That's right. Uh, I think Indy's only lost, like, two games the entire year, maybe. Yep. One of them was to Purdue Northwest. Oh, well, two and, and a half. There was, yeah, Yeah, two and a half, because the second game of that doubleheader, um, Purdue Northwest was ahead, but has got not called. been
1: finalized yeah. yet.
0: But was called due to darkness, right? Um, so uh, it, it, it's a good team, and they're going to come in here, and they have they have some confidence. I mean, they they are an outstanding hitting team, and uh, you know the Lakers off field has been known to give up some home runs.
1: You know the other team to beat, Indianapolis? No, Northwood. North, you're right? So That's the Gleeck right. has a couple yeah. of wins over Indy, yeah. which you know the Lakers haven't played the Greyhounds this year, obviously, but it, as it, Looks right now, it looks like u would be the one seed. Assuming the Lakers continue to play the way they're playing, they'll be the two seed. But the Lakers are hosting because the site's been predetermined. So it would be really interesting when that regional comes to Allendale because u is a very good team. The Lakers are a very good team. But then, you remember, Trevecca Nazarene beat the Lakers twice. They're sniffing around. Mm -hmm. Northwood has beaten both the Lakers and Greyhounds at least once this year. So they're sniffing around as well. So it could be a very, very interesting top-to-bottom six teams that get into that regional. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and we're looking forward to those times here in the next, what, what two, uh, three weeks. So, uh, yeah, the Lakers, we'll, be, well, first the Lakers that have that to try game. to
1: wrap up the regular season, trying to clinch that regular season championship, and then the uh, GLIAC tournament is May 11th through 14th, or th- 11th through 13th, sorry. So I will be uh, down in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, two weeks from today is the championship match, so I'll be down there for that. So looking forward to calling some GLIAC softball in a couple of weeks for the uh, tournament. From Sandusky, I'll be Cedar Point checking that out and, you know, maybe uh, maybe try to ride some roller coasters like we said. I'm not a big roller coaster guy, but hey, the Gemini. you know what? Hey, maybe I just got to uh, get the adrenaline running somehow, so... That's softball this week. They also, by the way, are hosting Davenport on Saturday for a doubleheader. Both of those doubleheaders you can watch on ESPN3. And then the following Tuesday, the Lakers wrap up the regular season hosting the Saginaw Valley State Cardinals. That is a makeup from earlier this year that was uh, canceled because Saginaw had some COVID issues. So the Lakers rescheduling that for May 4th, and that's when those two teams will play on Tuesday in Allendale. So those are the final six games of the regular season for softball. All of them at home. Baseball is on the road at Davenport this week, Tim, and the Crosstown Showdown hits the diamond. And uh, like you mentioned, baseball, they got some players back this week. Hopefully those guys can uh, jump right back in because facing this Davenport team is going to be tough. They've got some arms, they've got some bats, and they've got some familiarity with the Lakers too. A couple
0: former Lakers uh, left at Grand Valley State, went to a junior college, and transferred to Davenport. And so, you know, there's going to be some extra motivation there for them. And uh, I know the Lakers are going to have their own motivation. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, in terms of the standings, there's literally one game between – or two games between first and sixth in the GLIAC.
1: It's wide open.
0: It's wide open. Lakers are right in the mix there, 7-5, and and Davenport's 9-7. and Uh, So you're looking at some outstanding competition here on, on the baseball diamond. And, again, Grand Valley State, you know, going on the road, playing a very good Davenport team. Lakers uh, just want to, you know, kind of keep things rolling here from uh, the park side and just get guys back in in the mix. Just get them back and feeling comfortable in the baseball field. You need those, you know, Carter Smith, Christian Faust, Ryan Blake Jones, Kate Stanton. All three of those guys are literally – coming out of COVID. And so, uh, you know, you need them to kind of step in and be productive right away.
1: And I feel like whenever Davenport and Grand Valley get together in any sport, but particularly in baseball, there's a little extra juice. A lot of these guys were recruited by Mm -hmm. both schools. A lot of these guys have visited both schools or had desires to play at both schools and have met the coaching staffs, know each other very, very well. Because baseball, with travel ball and all the the number of games you play, you just run into people so many more times. I feel like the familiarity between these two teams at an all-time high. Look,
0: and let's be honest, every game versus Grand Valley for an, for an opponent is the red-lighter game. Everybody wanted to, all these individuals, be it soccer, volleyball, uh, softball, baseball, they wanted to go to Grand Valley, probably first and foremost. Uh, Grand Valley doesn't offer that set individual, and they're going to hold it against us. I mean, we see it all the time. Uh, individuals really getting a little bit more pumped up to play a Grand Valley team in any sport. It doesn't matter. And uh, so that's what you're going to see this weekend. You're going to see some kids who feel, who, who felt slighted. And uh, feel like they should have, you know, been recruited by Grand Valley or, you know, on offer or whatever. But you always see Grand Valley's the red letter game for every opponent.
1: That's on the hard or on the diamond, rather, and then uh, the outdoor track, track and field, putting together a uh, home event this weekend Friday and Saturday Saturday is sold out by the way no tickets available but you can still get tickets to both sessions on Friday so some uh, some pretty big names coming out to the outdoor track and field with one of the final few chances to qualify for postseason here this weekend which of course as we've talked about throughout this whole semester the championships will be right here in Allendale later on in May
0: yeah and you know just kind of Trying to get some more individuals qualified for the NCAA championships. Uh, when you're when it's, everything's based on time in terms of getting in into the NCAA's, you need to create enough opportunities for your student athletes to meet those times. I know Coach Baltus and Coach Watson are really looking for some uh, some qualifications in the distance events. That's why they're going to be running those late at night. Oh yeah, they, they want to keep the wind to a minimum. It's going to be nice, cool, perfect running temperatures. They've already looked at it, and so you're going to see some some running events distance-wise uh, starting at. 10.30.
1: Under the lights. Under the lights, literally. Almost <laughs> moving into the next day. Yes, we might have daylight at the end of the run. Who knows? But before we get out of here, our great moment of the week, which is brought to you by the Randy Catterberg Agency for me. My great moment is women's lacrosse clinching the outright GLIAC regular season at Davenport. Special moment for them, of course, you know, they had the one-game lead having already beat Davenport this year, but I don't know what the tiebreaker would have been because both teams would have had one loss in the league, both at each other's places. Quite honestly, the seeding might have come down to a coin flip, but they would have been co-champions. The Lakers needed that win on the final day of the regular season to clinch the outright regular season title, something they had not done in a few years. So really cool to see them get that regular season championship, the undisputed number one seed, and the conference tournament coming to Allendale. So that's my great moment of the week, brought to you by the Randy Catterberg Agency. And
0: my great moment of the week is Katie Shipman being named Gliak Women's Golfer of the Year for the fourth consecutive year, a three-time medalist, Shipman. Uh, The first time this has ever happened, again, back-to-back Player of the Year honors was the first uh, situation for Shipman and several other golfers. She won a third time last year and then earned the honor again this year. Uh, She's been an incredible golfer for the Lakers, leading them into regional play, Uh, two-time All-American. So Katie Shipman, uh, four-time GLIAC Women's Golfer of the Year, is an incredible accomplishment.
1: They might rename that award after her. I'm not sure, but that's an outstanding job by her. What a career she's had, and she is not done yet. So awesome to watch her perform, and she'll have a chance in the postseason here coming up shortly as well. All right, well, that's our show. Enjoy a great weekend, everybody. NFL Draft going on and plenty of Lakers sporting events to keep you busy. Remember, if you are coming out to any of our home events, to always follow those COVID protocols, wear your mask, and maintain at least six feet of distance from any other party around you. We hope to see you out here in Allendale for some of those sporting events, and we're glad to have you join us for the Anchor Up podcast. All of it brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics. Your health, our passion for Tim Knott. This is Jake Levy saying so long for this episode of the Anchor Up podcast. And as always, anchor up.